Before I get the episode started, I wanted to tell you about a CBD company called Alamo Remedy. I know there's a lot of CBD companies out there, but Alamo Remedy is for Texans, by Texans, and built in Texas. Alamo Remedy has one mission. Your wellness shouldn't break the bank. That's why they price all their products at just $17.99, so everybody can afford them, and you get the best quality CBD products available. It doesn't matter whether you get the CBD gummies, uh, the cucumber melon scented lotion, the capsules or the tincture, every product features 250 milligrams of CBD and costs only $17.99. That's almost half off compared to other national brands. All their products are third-party tested, uh, THC-free, so you don't have to worry about failing a drug test. Uh, all the products also contain zero toxins, zero animal testing, zero contaminants, uh, basically zero BS. Head over to alamoremedy.com. That's alamoremedy.com. And use promo code COFFEEBUZZ at checkout to get an additional 10% off all products, plus free shipping on orders over $49. I'm looking forward to those CBD gummies right before bedtime. Got my order in, so should you. Just remember to use the promo code COFFEEBUZZ at alamoremedy.com. Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. My name is Brad and thank you so much for joining me today. I hope your day is going great. I was surprised to learn that people are just not drinking as much coffee during the pandemic. Um, there hasn't been this much of a decrease in global demand since 2011. That seemed weird to me when I saw this article because I, I seem to drink more. The numbers are just down because people aren't uh, going to coffee shops as much, uh, not even for to-go orders. Starbucks is trying to hold on. They're uh, basically revamping some of their stores to be a pickup-only site. I think the reason that uh, cafe sales are down is that to-go coffee just isn't the same as having it in the coffee shop. Last one I went to was West Pecan Coffee. That was back in February. So I haven't had good espresso in like 132 days. Not that I'm counting, but my homebrew is okay. You know, I can do drip, I can do French press and cold brew, but I do miss a good espresso. I don't have an espresso machine. Maybe, uh, maybe it's time to invest in those beans since the prices are way down. Those Arabica futures. Do I have any stock market gurus out there listening? Hit me up at the Coffee Buzz Podcast at gmail.com. Let me know if that is a solid investment or not. I'm guessing that the majority of people are skipping the coffee shop for now and probably will until we get a vaccine. Kim asked me the other day if uh, if they had a vaccine, would I take it? And I'm not like an anti-vaxxer or anything, but this one is going to be rushed, right? I mean, it has to be. So I might wait for 
the first few waves of vaccines to go around, you know? See, see how everyone feels first. Of course, if it gets me espresso, maybe I'll just take one now. Go ahead and, go ahead and sign me up. I can't stop watching this new documentary. Uh, it's called Endgame 2050. And it's all about the sixth extinction. I remember hearing about the the extinctions back in the 90s. It was the first time I'd heard of them, you know, that there had been, you know, all these extinctions and we were creating a new one. And uh, I, I remember thinking, you know, that's so far off. You know, we've got like 60 years before, you know, that becomes a thing. So uh, they'll figure something out by then. I was, I was naive in my 20s. Here we are 30 years later and the original projections for the sixth extinction seem to have been inaccurate in that we've only sped things up from what they originally thought. So like I said, there's been five mass extinctions. The last one was 85 million years ago and it wiped out all those, those dinosaurs. And not only did the dinosaurs get wiped out, but all the plants were wiped out too, all the animals. It took 65 million years to build back all that biodiversity. And what's crazy is that in just 200 years, we have all but managed to destroy it. It bears mentioning that this is the first time out of all the extinctions that it isn't a natural phenomenon. You know, the things like meteors or volcanoes. No, this time it's all humans and our insane activities. What's even crazier is that this is largely unrecognized. You know, in the last 40 years, we've lost half of the wildlife on this planet. So if you think about this, when I was six years old, there were twice as many animals as there are today. And, you know, some might say, you know, that sucks, Brad, but uh, how does that affect me? It turns out the healthiest foods we eat are dependent on animal pollinators like bees. Without them, we wouldn't have near as many options. Um, they help produce 75% of our crops. I was surprised to learn that cacao is dependent on this tiny fly, and without it, chocolate would not exist. So if you think about this, even if someone hates all the beautiful animals, they should still care about biodiversity. One of the scientists in this documentary makes a point that if you had visited the planet three billion years ago, you, you wouldn't have survived a minute. You know, there was no air to breathe. Uh, the water was toxic. There was no food to eat. So three billion years of evolution it took to create this web of life that we have before us today. And all, that's all the things that makes this planet habitable. And we are rapidly destroying it. The biggest cause of extinction is habitat destruction. I mean, we all need space to live, right? So when we take out those habitats, we're destroying the species that live there. A question I keep asking myself is like, how did we get here? Wiping out 50% of the animals in just 40 years? It's really two things according to this film 
It's overpopulation and how we consume our resources. You know, the livestock industry is the single largest user of land on earth. It's the major driver of deforestation. They take up almost half the planet. That's just to raise animals for people to eat. And we always hear about how we should drive a hybrid or electric car, limit our electricity use and water usage. But the impact of our diet on the environment is probably the biggest factor. Animals just make a very inefficient food source. They take up massive amounts of water, uh, massive amounts of land that cause pollution. We're basically co-opting the Earth's resources for ourselves. And that's what's competing with biodiversity. Another big component in this extinction that we're facing is what we're doing to the ocean. All the CO2 that gets released into the atmosphere gets absorbed by the ocean. And it creates carbonic acid. And we have put huge amounts into the ocean. You know, the pH levels keep dropping and the acidity keeps rising. Nature is delicate in a lot of ways. Life in the ocean has evolved to be in constant and unbuffered conditions. So this acidity in the ocean creates a chemical environment that a lot of species are just not adapted to. Just recently here in the U.S., we've had an oyster hatchery die off just due to ocean acidification. I never thought of oxygen coming from the ocean. I always thought it was the trees. But half of the air we breathe comes from the ocean. There's this tiny little plant creature called phytoplankton. And it's the unsung hero of the oxygen world. Basically, every second breath you take is from the ocean. And the acidity in the ocean is killing off that phytoplankton. Not only that, but we've decimated the fish population by taking away too much, and then we go and dump harmful chemicals and materials back in. Back in the early days of fishing, we would stay on the coastlines, and that's where we did the majority of our fishing. But as technology and ships improved, we started going further out into the ocean. Now, by the year 2050, we're going to have more plastic than fish in the ocean. Eight million tons of plastic wind up in our ocean every year. The problem with plastic is that it doesn't break down and it stays in the environment. It just breaks down into smaller and smaller pieces, but it never goes away. If you eat shellfish, for instance, or really any fish from the sea, they have little plastic pieces. And for someone who eats seafood regularly, on average, they ingest over a thousand pieces of plastic each year. Now, they're not sure what the long-term effects of humans eating plastic is, but uh, my guess is it's not a superfood. I gave up beef and chicken uh, first, you know, when I was trying to be more healthy. And I thought, okay, I'll, I'll just eat fish. And uh, I'll look for it from a hatchery, not the sea. But just like all those factory farms and CAFOs for land animals, these fish are riddled with disease and some of the fish actually escape back into their natural habitat so they contaminate all the wild fish population. We hear this a lot but we really are at an existential crossroads.
modern humans have been around for about 200,000 years, they say. And it took us all the way up to the 1800s to reach 1 billion people. But today, just 200 years later, we're up to over 7.5 billion people. And we're on track to hit 10 billion by 2050. When you combine this population with the consumption habits of meat, eggs, and dairy, it puts a strain on the life support system of the planet. And we double our environmental impact on Earth every 17 years. And this is a hard topic to discuss with people, you know, for so many reasons. But just discussing population control <laughs> makes you sound like this human-loathing misanthrope. I don't think I've ever heard a politician mention overpopulation. I know people criticize China's population control policy. So maybe that's the turnoff. I don't know. There are ways of influencing the population growth without going full totalitarian rule on people. Making sure that all women have access to family planning. Uh, birth control should be free to any woman that wants it. And why isn't there a birth control for men? Let's get it out there. Let's get everyone that wants to take it. Let's get them on it. We have to abandon some of our outdated norms about procreation. We have to get away from this idea that if you're married, you must have children. And if you have one children, you really should have another. The musician Moby is a producer on this documentary. And I, I like what he had to say about how most people, maybe everyone, self-identifies as a good person. You know, we all take care of our family. We try to do the right thing, leading a good life. But if the product of our lives is all this destruction, misery, and suffering, we're not good people. You know, we have a time bomb just waiting to go off. There's more methane trapped in the polar ice caps than in the atmosphere right now. And as these temperatures start to rise and the ice melts, that methane goes into our atmosphere and raises the temperatures even more. What that means is that this could accelerate the climate change. Good news is, a lot of this methane is still frozen and docile. But the bad news is, we've been producing a lot of CO2, which traps heat from the sun. So the glaciers that we once thought were permanently frozen are now thawing and releasing all that methane. In a very short period of time, we have rapidly increased CO2 emissions. CO2 used to be 280 parts per million. It was this way for thousands of years. Then we hit the Industrial Revolution, and in less than 300 years, we've increased the CO2 to over 400 parts per million. That's where we're at today. And yeah, you could run out and go buy a new Tesla to help the environment. Not a bad idea. I'd, I'd like one myself. But for anyone that wants to take action today, Adopt a plant-based diet. According to the United Nations, animal agriculture is responsible for more greenhouse gas emissions than all forms of transportation combined. It's also the main driver in deforestation. And if we keep it up, what's known as the standard American diet, if we keep going this way of meat, eggs, and dairy three times a day, we face both food and water shortages. With what we consume, 
and how fast the population is growing, the planet won't be able to keep up. We would have to double our crop production by 2050 just to keep everyone with the proper amount of calories. The thing is, we don't have the space on Earth left to do this. I mentioned before how inefficient it is to feed humans and animals. It's because animals require a lot more land, water, and energy than any plant crop. Animals actually eat more food than they produce. 36% of our crops go to feed animals, but only about 4% of that actually ends up in the supermarket. We lose about 90% of the calories that it takes to convert grain to meat. Cows are the most efficient. You have to feed a cow 90 calories just to get one calorie of meat out. And it's one of the major causes of world hunger. Poor countries sell their grain to the West so we can feed it to a cow. Meanwhile, they don't have enough food to feed themselves. We can help with all these problems just by adopting a plant-based diet. The Buddhists believe that the outside world is a reflection of the inside world. And I think this applies to our diets in a way. You know, if we eat foods that hurt the planet, it also hurts us. Animal-based foods cause cancer, heart disease, numerous other ailments. Basically, we're overfed and undernourished, and it's destroying our habitat. Instead of clogging our arteries with animals, we can trade it in for foods that have fiber, antioxidants, vitamins, mineral, oh yeah, and protein. That comes from plants too. Actually, the original source, but without all of the nitrates, cholesterol, antibiotics, disease, you get it. Did you know that 80% of our antibiotics go to factory farm animals? It's true because they are kept in horrible, filthy conditions. And the only way not to have a different coronavirus every year is by pumping these animals full of drugs. Problem is, when we get sick, the antibiotics are almost useless. You know, if everyone stopped eating meat, we wouldn't even need as much health care. We wouldn't inflict needless suffering. A plant-based diet not only prevents heart disease, but there have been documented cases of it reversing heart disease. There's no medication out there that can make that claim. It seems so simple that a lot of these problems could be drastically mitigated just by eating healthy plant foods. It's so simple that it seems made up. But isn't that how life is sometimes? I think the biggest problem with the way that things are right now is not big corporations protecting the status quo or the political lobby groups that get the animal industry all kinds of perks or subsidies or exemptions from laws. No, the, the biggest problem is that ordinary people don't think they can make a change. You know, people underestimate how much their voice counts. We make a decision three times a day of what we're going to consume. Your buying power is like an endorsement on a system. You, know, you can pay someone to slaughter an animal, or you can pay a farmer to grow fruits, vegetables, or grains. And when you step out of the matrix and you look at what's going on 
it's pure madness. One of my favorite comedians, George Carlin, had a great part in his last stand-up about everybody that's concerned for the welfare of the earth and that they should essentially just relax. The earth is going to be fine. Humans, on the other hand, not so much. You can watch Endgame 2050 for free on YouTube. It's also streaming on Amazon Prime. I'll link both in the show notes along with a link to the 7-Day Vegan Challenge episode I did last year. It's a good jumping off point for trying out a plant-based diet, although I think you should go 30 to really see the full benefits. 7 days is a good taste test, but uh, 30 days is really where it's at. I should have done that episode and called it the 30-Day Vegan Challenge. A special thank you to Alamo Remedy for sponsoring the show. Remember, promo code COFFEEBUZZ at checkout. That's alamoremedy.com. You can find all my past episodes at thecoffeebuzzpodcast.com or you can reach out to me at thecoffeebuzzpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week.